Hey, everybody, what's going on? We are back. I know a lot of you guys probably were thinking they're not going to get on the air on Friday. We are. We are. I'll talk about it here in a second. But let me start off by saying this. We're in the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. And this weekend, let's assume for a moment that you are going to Padres Fan Fest, right? And you're headed to downtown San Diego and you're coming from up north. You know what you could do is when you get done, you're looking for something fun to do, looking for someplace great to eat. Seven miles south, seven minutes south of downtown San Diego, that's Seven Mile Casino. Uh, Sammy's Restaurant and Bar, you know the menu, you know Sammy's Wood Fire Pizza, so you love the menu, it's right here. Blackjack, poker, pie gal, table games, right over here. In a place that is dedicated to playing cards, to playing table games, not to, you know, giant hotels and fancy pools that you can't use this time of the year, and uh, not a place where there's big concert venues, just a place to focus on playing cards, Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. If you're coming from the south and you're heading up to downtown San Diego for Fan Fest, on your way home, stop in, have some fun. Good luck. You're a winner at Seven Mile Casino. If you have any problems with gambling, you know what to do. You call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is supposed to be fun, guys. Not supposed to take over your life. Okay. Um, this weekend, Tory Holistics uh, could be because, you know what, man, I cannot sleep. I got so much on my mind. I can't sleep. I'm like, I'm waking up in the middle of the night. I'm crunching numbers in my head, the whole deal. Um, here's the story. Uh, you know what, Brown? I think as I'm looking at this, I'm thinking that that's not the right promo code. Um, promo code is different. The promo code is different than what? Than what's on the screen. Yes. Okay. So here, so, all right. So here's what I want everybody to do. Go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com. Go to kaplanandcrew.com. Click on the Tory Holistics logo. And you're going to be redirected. And then you'll find out this month's promo code is flowers 23 flowers 23. You'll save 20% by using our promo code flowers 23 Tory holistics in Sorrento Valley, California holistics in Chula Vista, whether it's for something to help you sleep, whether it's for something to uh, help you with some sort of pain management, or maybe it's Friday night. You just want to have a good time. Do it. Tory Holistics, California Holistics, promo code FLOWERS23. And I only know that because I didn't know the promo code the other day. And Alex was like, well, let's go to our website and find out. When you redirect through, you find out FLOWERS23. Okay, hey, um, I Thrive MD. We're going to talk to Dr. Max Say a little bit later on. And you already know the success that Alex has had, that Dr. Fry has had. Both of them have lost over 30 pounds. I think the most important part of all this weight loss stuff is, though, is that how much money you're saving. Okay, look, um, to lose weight, it's kind of pretty simple. Watch what you eat, increase your exercise, burn more than you take in. Most of us can't do it. You know, most of us don't have the discipline. We don't have the dietary skills. We don't have the time, et cetera, et cetera. You can lose weight with iThrive by not changing your lifestyle, as we've seen from Alex. So go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com, click on the iThrive logo. You'll learn all about iThrive Lean. You'll save $200 a month for the first three months, I thrive. Hey, um, let me also talk to you for a second here about Penske San Diego, PenskeSanDiego.com. I was with a buddy of mine yesterday, and he is looking to buy a car, used car, for his daughter, who's just about to turn 16. He's like, I need this child to be able to drive. So I said, here's what you do. Go to PenskeSanDiego.com, and um, look, there's, there's 12 dealerships. There's nine brands, but there's also a ton of used cars uh, on their lots. There's over a thousand cars on their lots throughout San Diego County. So go to PenskeSanDiego.com, search their uh, certified pre-owned inventory, 
tell the dealership that you're going to, hey, these are the three cars I'm interested in. They'll have them sitting there waiting for you. By the time you get there, it's fast. It's easy. And believe it or not, it's actually kind of fun. Whole new way of buying a car. PenskeSanDiego.com. And lastly, let me mention these guys right here. And I just so appreciate everybody who's been jumping in to this this year, Athletic Greens. I've even seen a lot of TV commercials recently for Athletic Greens. But I have to go out of town this weekend. And I'm flying to New York. And it's cold as balls there. And so when you buy through us, you get these free travel packs. I'm not leaving home without these things, man, because I'm going to go to New York. It's going to be freezing balls, and I don't want to not give my body every chance to be as healthy as possible, especially this week. You know, I've been coughing. I've been sniffling. No COVID test. I mean, no positive COVID test. So you get these five free travel packs, plus you get the one-year supply of vitamin D, um, and you mix it up. You put it in this this little uh, container that they send you, and you shake it up. Tastes great. I know it looks green and gross, but it's not. Tastes great. And 75 vitamins, minerals, nutrients, probiotics, et cetera. You're going to get a lot healthier with Athletic Greens. Use our website, athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan, and all the discounts are already all built in. All right, so look, we got a lot to get to in a shorter show today on a Friday. So let's get rolling from the 7 Mile Casino Studios right now. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It's Friday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man coming to you from the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. You're looking for something fun to do this weekend. Maybe you're headed to Padres Fan Fest. Come on by, 7 Mile Casino. It's only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. Great table games with blackjack and poker and pie gal and others. I mean, I really only play blackjack. But, I mean, there's a lot going on. And then on the other side of the casino is Sammy's Restaurant and Bar, Sammy's Woodfire Pizza. Great for a brunch on Saturday or Sunday. So come on by and good luck at Seven Mile Casino. And, of course, you know, if you've got any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. But it's Friday afternoon. Today is February 3rd. We're in the Seven Mile Casino studios and ready to go. Now, I think a lot of you uh, hit me up yesterday because Alex put out a, a tweet and an Instagram message that said, Hey, guys, sorry. No show today, being Thursday, because Alex got the Rona. And as he said, Scott lost his voice. Um, Alex got the Rona, and it knocked his ass down. Me losing my voice, little bit of an exaggeration. I could have gone yesterday. Uh, Browner has proven yet again he is the Iron Man of this show. But according, according to Grande, the Rona has kicked his ass. He is down for the count. So um, I've taken a couple of COVID tests this week, negative, negative. Guess what? You know what? You can still catch a cold in America. You can still have a runny nose and a little bit of a cough, and it can be a cold in America. I think that's actually good news. So anyway, we are on the air. It is Friday. We got a lot to get to. No grande. In for grande today. Our favorite comedian, Jason Lawhead, is here. Browner's in the house. Brown, what's good, dog? Uh, you ever get a haircut and then feel like your head got bigger in a space that it probably wasn't supposed to when you got a haircut? That's what's happening to me right now. If you can look on the screen, I really mm. feel like I had a maybe three and a half full head. Now I feel like I had a four and a half, and I'm not. I don't know how I appreciate that. So you think you think they cut your hair back further off your forehead? They gave you more forehead? Yeah, I think he tied the line up a little a little further back than I would have liked, but you know, I hadn't had a, I hadn't had a haircut in a, in a while from this guy, so got to you know get back on the bike. 
also through thanks to HD, I think y'all can see my gray hair. Really? Mm. Really? You got a gray going, huh? I got one. That's it. Yank it one. out. Nah, fam. What you doing? Nah. Black gray is wisdom. White gray is embarrassment. This is the two Why? Totally, Why? totally <laughs> different things. Why is white gray embarrassment? A lot of people think white gray is uh, sophistication. So why, don't you, so why don't you let your hair get gray, sir? Because I don't like it. See? You're yeah, embarrassed but, by it. Well, I am because my daughters would be like, Dad, that makes you look so old. Go get your hair colored. See? But my buddies, uh, hey, listen, all my buddies, they're like, I don't care. Chicks my brother, it. listen, my brother's in gray. It is a sign of wisdom. It is a sign that you have made it through stages in life to where your hair is permanently changing a whole nother color. Rock that thing, man. Don't be afraid. This one gray is one of many to come. You see, I ain't going bald. I ain't got the cul-de-sac going on. Ain't nothing falling out. But it's going to all be gray. And we're going to all live. We're going to all yeah, be but, wise. Yeah, wise man once said, let that gray hair grow. Yeah, but you also said you also said that for white people, it's embarrassing. For black people, it's wisdom. I mean, make up your freaking mind, dude. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. Just for men, it's made for white people. It ain't made for black people. It ain't made for black men. Okay. You see them commercials? Them be white dudes. Okay. They had to throw black guys in there because affirmative action. If it wasn't no affirmative action, wouldn't be no black guys in no just for men commercial. Really? Think about it. I, I, I what's who's the uh who are the guys in the, the just for men commercial? Walt, Walt Frazier's in it. And yeah. Keith Hernandez. Keith Hernandez. Right. Who is he? What he do? It's a very eclectic group, just for men. It's not just hey, man, for white listen. people. <laughs> <laughs> <That's it. laughs> So right. even though I use it in my beard because my wife makes me because she's yeah. younger. See, here we go. See, see what? Look, man, look. So is Frank. They got Frank Thomas. They got Doug Flutie, and then they got uh the uh, the other guy in that commercial about the testosterone. Um, who is the other guy? Frank Thomas, Doug Flutie, and there is a third guy. Right. I'm trying to think of who it is. I don't know who he is. But what I'm saying is they do that for public consumption. They don't do that for the product because if you put that stuff in your hair as a black male, it don't take the same. I know a couple of people who just stopped doing it. The beard works better, they say. The beard works better, but mm -hmm. the actual up top hair, not great for black men. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. So we, I like I, maybe maybe I need to come out with some hair coloring called Just for Brothers. Well, I like just what I like what Jason said. The, the product is not called Just for Black Men. It's not called Just for White Men, you know? And I'm trying to remember who Nugenics uses besides Frank Thomas and Doug Flutie. I do think you're right. I do think there is like a third guy. Yeah, It might be Keith Hernandez, apparently. No, it's not. It's not Keith Hernandez. You don't even know Mike who Piazza. Keith Hernandez is. It's not Mike Piazza. I'm just thinking of somebody with a different just last naming name. naming white guys? Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm looking for it right now. Dan Marino. Oh, it ain't Dan Marino. No. Not who Dan Marino. Who desperately needs I, I money know. as a former athlete? Because I don't know why Doug Flutie on them commercials. He shouldn't need no money. He well, do a bunch of touchdowns. Yeah, but... It's not about the money. I mean, it's, I mean, well, let me rephrase that. Not necessarily about purely just needing. It's like somebody comes to you and they're like, hey, we want you to do a television commercial. We're going to pay you a lot of money. Why would you not do that? I mean, I guess, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Mm -hmm. And I love the subliminal message. Frank Thomas is always, the the the, the, the subliminal messages on those commercials Awful. is that like all, all of his friends' wives right. wants to yeah. do right. it. They're all like, hey, Frank, what, what changed? And he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. He's always like looking around to like a harem of women yeah. that are all like, Frank. Yeah, and then at the end, he's always like, and she'll love it too. And he gives you a little wink. And she'll love it gives too. You a little wink. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I, just, I just found the commercial on YouTube. It's Frank Thomas and Doug Flutie. It's only those two guys, you know? Oh, and and I think, I think the message is like Doug Flutie's like this little guy, you know? And Frank Thomas is like this big guy. So it kind of works for all guys, quarterbacks, you know, 
baseball guys, white guys, black guys, big guys, small guys. Every guy needs some testosterone, you know, and she'll love it too. And then he gives you the wink. If you got a strong arm, it makes it stronger. If you got a weak arm, it makes it yeah. stronger. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm literally watching it at the very end because then these two girls show up. She'll love it too. And he winks at him. And the girls are like, Ooh, Ooh. Frank. Where's Ooh. you want to do that? The, the gym or the golf course? I'm looking at the one on the golf course. Okay. We're giving these people too much publicity. But yeah, great commercial. Yeah. Great commercial. So, so Jay Law's in today for Grande, who, you know, Alex has worked through three different bouts of COVID and never missed a day. And apparently Corona has gotten to him and it has knocked him out. So Jay Law's in the house. Jay, how you feeling today? Good, man. I'm uh, I'm a Just for Men uh, client as well. I usually, usually just for the beard. I'm not really going gray in the top yet, but I used to do a bit about, like, my wife's younger. She's 15 years younger, and she won't go out in public with me unless I'm Just for Men because then it kind of looks creepy. It looks like, you know, I'm human trafficking because <laughs> you know, I'm so old because everything's so gray. And we're, like, walking through the parking lot, and I'm always like, where's the car? And people are like, well, I think he's taking that girl. I think he's taking that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, man, good to be here, and uh, hopefully uh, – Alex gets uh, gets well soon. I, I've you know I I may have had coronavirus once during the whole thing that was enough that was noticeable that kind of made me feel crummy. But knock on wood, I've been lucky. I guess uh, really haven't really haven't had that thing you know put me down or knock me back. So knock on wood. Hopefully, hopefully I don't get it. Yeah, I um I actually went to the doctor yesterday and I took a flu shot and a tetanus shot. And, um, and he was like, Hey, you did know, you I know. Awesome? No, I didn't. It's just that I guess you're supposed to do a tetanus shot every 10 years. And I was due yeah. for it. And he actually asked me if I wanted to take the shingles vaccine. Uh oh, but I was like, did you? Well, no, because I took vaccine one of shingles and I swear to you, like the next three <laughs> days, it was like, I had the flu gave you shingles. Well, it just, really? it, it really does have like a flu like aftermath feeling. So I was like, no, dude, I got to travel this weekend. I can't get knocked out by the shingles vaccine. So. Are you going to take it, though? Because, I, you know, I, obviously they say at over 50. I turned 50 recently, and uh, they say over 50, you should get it. I don't remember if I had, what is it, chicken pox? Yeah. When you were a kid? Is that what it yeah. is? Because if you got chicken pox, then it's inside of you, right? Is uh, that what it is? I, I'm not exactly sure. I just know that I did have chicken pox as a kid. And okay. anybody I know, male or female, that has ever had shingles, that is like, dude, you do not want to get shingles. That's what so I, I took the first vaccine and I was sick as a dog. And so um, I've yet to take the second vaccine, but I don't want shingles. So, there's a, it's a two, so it's a two shot vaccine. Right. Double dose. Uh, so when did you when did you take the first? It's been a while. It's been a while because, okay. because let me tell you something. My doctor, a while meaning like years, multiple at, years? At least a year and change because my doctor, okay. this is kind of the weird thing. This is why I saw a doctor yesterday. I didn't have an appointment, um, but my doctor for 20 years, shout out to my doctor, Robert Kaplan. It was so easy to get an appointment with him. I Any relation? No relation. But if I called his office, I'd say that, that I'm his nephew. Just it would always get me to the oh, front of the line. Um, in the meantime, I had this guy's home phone number. I had his private office number. I had his cell number. I had his email. He's I your uncle. His... You should. Right. He retired on me. No. He retired on me. This mother effer. He's like in his early 60s. He retired on me. Right. So now I get this, this uh, thing from Scripps. They're like, hey, you need to come see your doctor, Dr. Onishi. I'm like, I don't freaking know who Dr. Onishi is. So they're like, well, he wants to meet with you because you're now his new patient. So I got moved 
from one doc to another doc. And I had to go meet with this guy yesterday. So uh, while I was there, he started jabbing me with shots. I realized I've only taken two COVID vaccines. Like, are you guys beyond two? Yeah, I got three. I have three. Didn't really want the third one, but for us to go to Europe, we had to. Um, at the time, we booked the trip. Yeah. And then, like, literally three weeks before we flew to Barcelona, the U UE, you know, lifted all restrictions. You didn't have to prove that you had it in the last six months. I was like, are you kidding me? But nothing's ever affected me from it. Well, I uh, I didn't I didn't have it. I mean, they went through all my charts. I'm like, I didn't have it. And listen, with Alex getting COVID, I was like, whoa, man. Because for, for Alex to get knocked down, you know, he's... He comes from an old school Mexican family. They don't get sick. And even if they do, they brush it off. They're like, hey, I'm fine. I'm going to work. Right. Uh, I'll only work 10 hours yeah, today. Yeah. I'm not I'm not missing work for something. And so for Alex to get knocked down the way he has, I mean, it's still out there and it, it can still get oh, you. Yeah. You know, you know, I think uh as we were talking about shingles as well, they need a new name because shingles doesn't sound scary enough. No. If it hurts really, really bad, they should call it something else. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a name right now, but they should make it sound bad. Because we asbestos. Say, <laughs> <laughs> that when one's taken, Jay. <laughs> when it says shingles, you're like, eh, that doesn't sound too bad. Well, shingles is like on a roof, so I was like, you know, right, yeah. right. Yeah. So, uh, so listen, we got a lot we want to get to today. Let me let me start off with this. So on Wednesday, when we were on the air, final segment, we started talking about the Pro Bowl festivities, and I thought to myself. Some of this sounds kind of cute and some of this sounds kind of dumb. Like yesterday, I don't know how, but I started to see on television, um, there was this like water balloon pitching comp. Have you, did you guys see this? It was like one NFL player on one side, another NFL player on the other side. And these guys are throwing water balloons to each other like a freaking six-year-old birthday party. You know, um, that one seems kind of dumb. Seems a little <laughs> stupid to me. You know, that one doesn't seem so entertaining. But I did see a little bit of like the quarterback skill stuff. Yes. You, did you see that? That's the one I watched. I, and I got to tell you, mm, yeah, I, it was boring. It was boring. I need name. If you're going to do that, I get that guys bailed because of their injuries. Mm -hmm. If you're going to do that, invite big name guys who didn't quote unquote make the. This is where Russell Wilson would have come in handy because I don't got nothing against Hunley. But I need a bigger name. He did great in the competition. I wasn't I wasn't blown away by him. I wasn't blown away by it in general. I found it to be very boring. And I was excited for that particular type of competition. And I really feel like I didn't get my money's worth. So I have, I got to say, like, I'm complete football junkie. It's my number one sport. Uh, I have no interest in any of these Pro Bowl festivities. Did you guys also know that this weekend is the NHL All-Star game? Did you guys know that? No. You, you didn't know it. I don't know what, what? Yeah, I wouldn't have known it either, but I was watching last night Sports Center, and Scott Van Pelt was in, in uh, interviewing John Buchagross, who's another one of these, you know, ESPN, you know, specialists. He hockey's his area of expertise. And they're talking about the NHL All Star festivities this weekend. And I'm like, wait, when did hockey season start? You know, <laughs> I got nothing. That's something you will never find me clamoring for the NHL filling up like whatsoever. Like, okay, cool. I, when the Blackhawks were very, very good and in the playoffs and winning the Stanley Cup, 
I was watching a little bit of it enough to just kind of recognize the rules and the game and, and remember some of the players' names because it was a Chicago thing. Now you couldn't – not on your life. Not on your life. Yeah. I watched a lot of hockey when LeBron went to Miami because I, I was really kind of gut-punched when he first left Cleveland. And I just really – and as a basketball guy – and that was like obviously glued to basketball for his early years in Cleveland and always been a basketball guy. I just couldn't watch the sport. I mean, I couldn't even tune in and see then, then, you know, it would be one thing if Miami was fell on their face and I could have enjoyed it, but they were their success. I just couldn't even look, look at the screen. So I did watch a lot and I kind of adopted the Blackhawks as a, as a favorite team. And I'll, and I'll still peek in on, on Stanley cup games once in a while, because the Stanley cup playoffs to me are very exciting to watch. Um, but yeah, I just don't keep an ear to the sport. Wouldn't have known. You could have told me when is the. I don't even know really when the NBA All Star Game is. I get an idea of that it's 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 further past the middle of the season. They've already played their forty one games and then some. But All Star Games to me, other than the Major League All Star Game, because it has some just kind of old school history. There's still the home run derby. You still get to see guys in their uniforms kind of line up. And there's a little pomp and circumstance to that. But I don't know anybody. I don't get why anybody gets interested in these all-stars. Yeah, I know. And and I saw like yesterday, there were these NFL players that were doing a long drive competition, you know, so, okay. I, I, creative idea. Take a bunch of NFL players and let's see who can hit the, who can hit a golf ball the furthest. And there was this one player. I wish I knew who he was. He swears he's never played golf in his life. And he was trying to do like the Adam Sandler where you run at the yeah, ball um, happy Gilmore and you, you kind of make it like a hockey thing. And he whiffed bad once bad twice. And when he finally connected, he drove the ball like 310 yards, which was kind of funny, but these all-star games. And even as the NFL is trying to create something new and different and fun, it's just like, I don't know who the audience is for it. I know I'm not the audience for it, but here's one thing that I took away yesterday that I did not understand. Maybe you guys can help me. So I'm watching Ryan Clark, the former Pittsburgh Steeler defensive back. And he's interviewing Derek Carr, the former Raider quarterback, who, by the way, he's another one of these late invitees mm -hmm. to, to the Pro Bowl festivities. He's not currently associated with the Raiders, although I guess technically still under contract to the Raiders. He wasn't. He was in town. Right. He's available. He lives there. Like, hey, Derek, are you doing anything? He's like, no, what's up? They're like, you mind coming down to the Raider facility and maybe participating in some of these you know, festivities, he's like, oh, I can walk back into the Raiders facility and kind of stick it to those guys. Yeah, you know what? I'll I'll do that. So he gets done with his skills competition and he's throwing, man. He's hitting everything. He's super accurate, you know, and Ryan Clark asks him a question afterwards and Carr gives an answer that makes everybody laugh hysterically. And maybe I just didn't get the joke. I don't get it here. Can, can we play this? And, and maybe you guys can help me out here. By himself, listen, Derek, you've thrown touchdown passes in Vegas before. You've been on fire. Have you ever been that hot in Las Vegas? Not that hot. That's uh, probably why I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Bro, well, if this was your... Okay. All right. Not that hot. That's probably why I'm going somewhere else. And everybody's cracking up. And by the way, I... I I know people feel like this year he just sort of picked up this weird kind of Merle Haggard, old school country music, Southern accent. You know, it's so true. I don't know what the hell is with Derek Carr from Fresno. You know, not that hot. That's probably why I'm going somewhere else. 
You know, like what the <laughs> hell? But but, but what's the guy. joke, Jay? What's the joke? Not that hot. That's probably well, why I'm going somewhere. I didn't get it. Well, I think just you know the at the end of the day they they benched him on on the way out and um you know it's it's probably a hint that he's not gonna you know work to do anything on the contract and he's gonna force them to trade him before what he's got to either resign or they have to resign him or they get hit with a, a cap you know uh, so it looks like he's just saying hey. I'm out of here. Oh, he is out of there. Raiders and they asked Raiders have to do what they have to do, um, you know, to make this not fall apart on. No, and there's a deadline. It's February 15th, so it's like two days, three days after the Super Bowl, and um, the the Raiders are asking Derek Carr and his representatives, "Hey, can we extend this? Let's have some more time. Let's try and figure this situation out." No. And Derek Carr's like, "Uh, "You guys benched me." We ended our relationship. I wasn't even coming in and putting on the uniform and backing up your guy. Um, You guys essentially kicked me out. Okay. Um, So Carr said, and I'm reading this from ESPN, Carr said he will not agree to amend the date by which more than 40 million in guarantees kick in. So if they don't move him by February 15th, he's going to get all this money from the Raiders and he's not going to be back with the Raiders. And instead of Derek Carr being like, you know what? That's a professional thing to do. I'll give you a little bit more time. Let's see if we can work something out. Derek Carr's like, uh-uh, no, you humiliated yeah. me. Screw you guys. As he, yeah, I was the guy that brought the team to Las Vegas. You know, um, I helped you get into the playoffs last year with a with an interim coach, you know. And, yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. Why would he? No, why he would he? He shouldn't. And he's not going to. But wait a second. Hold. Take every cent he can right. and then go make your country album. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me do this. Let me hit a quick break here, and then we'll come right back. We'll jump back into this. And I, I know you guys are both basketball first guys. And I know, Jay, you're a, a LeBron Cleveland background guy. Mm-hmm. I want to hear what you guys mm-hmm. think about LeBron and how close he is now to breaking Kareem's record. We'll get to that story coming up. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. It's Friday. This is Kaplan and crew. All right, great friends. Hey, what's happening? It's Friday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew. We're coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. It's Friday afternoon. Grande is out with the Rona. It has knocked his ass out. We got the brown man. We got Jay Law in the house. And so we got a lot we want to get to. Hey, before we get back to that whole uh, Derek Carr situation, hey, Jay, um, I've been hearing a bunch of spots running on 1090. Yeah for a show that you've got coming up tomorrow night. It sounds like at a winery. What do you got tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're at uh, LaFleur's winery tomorrow night in San Marcos. I've never done the gig. Matt LaFleur? Uh, by the name of Chris. <laughs> I don't think it's Matt LaFleur. Um, but we're going to be doing a, a little comedy show. A guy, Chris Williams, uh, that saw me at Grand Comedy Club, uh, Wasserman's Club in Escondido. Uh, booked me. He he. I guess books a few winery comedy shows and uh, asked me to headline. So yeah, tickets sold out. I appreciate uh, the 1090 uh, family for letting me run some spots on there. Hopefully that helped spurn some ticket sales. So it's a smaller venue, maybe 60 people, but uh, they're nice and sold out. They're happy about that. And I'm gonna go headline a few opening acts I've never worked with before. So it'll be uh, it'll be new. It'll be interesting. And looking forward to it. Yeah. And then next week, uh, heading off to Reno to do the Silver Legacy for three nights before the Super Bowl and then fly back home on Sunday, early Sunday morning. So I'm back in San Diego nice and early with plenty of time to settle in and, and watch the big game. 
So um, total side note here. Uh, you guys both know this, and I've kind of hinted at it a little bit. I'm, I'm in the early stages of putting together an event somewhat similar to the one you're doing at the winery down at Seven Mile Casino because a lot mm -hmm. of our great friends are asking me, yo, like, what's the game plan here? When are we all getting back together? When are we going to all do something social and have some fun? Because even like this week, I've been getting a lot of messages from people. Hey, are you going to Padres Fan Fest? And I'm going to talk about that in a second. But um, I got to go out of town this weekend, so I'm not going to make it down to the Padres Fan Fest. So when people say, hey, when are we going to all get together? When are we going to do something? I'm working on it right now with Seven Mile Casino, a big dinner and a big show. But I'm going to just leave it there. I don't want to get into yeah. too many details. I love the idea. I love the idea. And even maybe that could even, you know, find its way into being maybe being like a residency type thing once every few months, you know, if they like what we do and, and everything, you know, that, that would be a, that would be something I think that could, you know, in the future kind of be something we can kind of pedal, yeah. so to speak. But you guys got to be cooperative though. I mean, I know you guys, you know, sometimes, you know, you want to control the show. You're going to have to understand, you know, I got an opener to the opener. Nope. <laughs> then I'm out. Get out of here. Then I'm out. Get I out know of this. here. I, listen, I know where this is going. I'm out. <laughs> Man, that'll that'll be that for me, brother. <laughs> I'm, I'm asking everybody. I'm asking everybody right now in our YouTube chat. The fine print came out, yeah. Brown. What do you guys I'm think? Out. What do you guys think I'm talking about? Anybody in the YouTube chat, get involved in this conversation and tell me what you think I'm talking about. So anyway, listen, we uh we are just getting rolling here. So guys, we were talking about Derek Carr. And how Derek Carr said to Ryan Clark when Ryan Clark said, have you ever been that hot before here in Vegas? And Ryan Clark and, and Derek Carr was like, nope, never been that hot here before. That's probably why I'm on my way out. It's just so dumb. Just, I'm, listen, I get Derek Carr. Brother, I get it, man. They yeah, for humiliated people, for people you. Didn't, for people who didn't hear it, here it is again. All right, go ahead. By himself. Listen, Derek. You've thrown touchdown passes in Vegas before. You've been on fire. Have you ever been that hot in Las Vegas? Not that hot. Uh, that's probably why I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> that's probably why I'm going somewhere else. I tell you, I tell you, that's probably that's probably why I'm going somewhere else. That's a bad Elvis. Yeah, sounds man. like you're doing a bad Elvis. It is a bad Elvis. <laughs> it it is a terrible Elvis. <laughs> it's it's Derek Carr. Yeah. Like people think they're like, when did he turn into like old school Hank Williams Senior? Is like, what is he, Mr. Honky Tonk, you know? Does Vegas have an accent? No, dude. He's from he's freaking from Fresno, Fresno, bro. Listen, when you move yeah. to a place, you adopt the language, man. Nah, man. He's had that for years. He had it when he was in Oakland. And people just didn't really recognize it as much. But lately, it's become more pronounced. He just sounds like an old-school country singer, you know? Kind of weird, like Elvis. To each their own, to each their own. But the way Russell Wilson panders to the, oh, you know, God is good crowd. Like, that's kind of just more of a pandering voice to, okay. like, so let me ask to the question. church and the followers and the, the people, you know. It's, and that's fine, whatever. To each their own. But that's pretty much what that is. Let me present a question. Would you say he's more from Texas because his brother played for the Texans, and which is probably where he grew up? <laughs> Because that's where his brother was. That's where the money was. So the family probably all moved to Texas. No. They, where would you, you rather mean, live? Probably. Would you, you rather live there? Find this out. Would you easily find this out. Would you rather live there in Houston or Fresno? Come on, guy. What are we doing here? Come on, guy. Yeah. Come on, guy. He he went. Houston. Just look him up, dude. He grew up in, in in Fresno. He went to Fresno State. Yeah. Family didn't go moving down to Houston. Okay. 
Perhaps he's jockeying for the Texans' job for him to get into, you know, Houston somehow as their next quarterback. I'll tell you, hey, but, Houston, I'll tell you, I already, I already talked the language. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I ain't never been that high. If he ends up a New York Jet and he's talking like that in New York, they're right. going to crucify him, man, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, I can't really play for New York because I talk like this. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, that's messed up what y'all doing to him. Why? It's just weird. Messed up. The, man, the man moved around a lot. Give him a break. Anyway. I do like this, though, about what Derek Carr is doing. Stick it to the Raiders, bro. They were dumb mm-hmm. enough to give you that contract that they gave you, and now they're asking you for a little bit of, like, relief. Like, hey, look, dude, we this thing, February 15th, it's right around the corner. We don't have enough time to make a move. We don't have enough time to make a trade. And uh, if if you don't give us some relief on February 15th, we're going to owe you, like, $40 million in guarantees. So can we <laughs> extend this a few weeks? No. No, you can't. I'm taking my money or cut me. It says, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not joking. This says, why does Derek Carr have a Southern accent? And this says that he lived in Texas after his brother was drafted. <laughs> That's funny. So how old was go. he? Uh, it, it doesn't say. I can double. I can. All right, whatever. Well, hey, that's how it happened, man. You know, I was down there in Texas. You know, I was down there in Texas, and I picked it up while I was down there, you know? The next one is, why does he sound like Elvis? That's another that good question. Why do I sound that's like hilarious. Elvis? Oh, why God. is that? Oh, God. Why is Jay, you seen the, uh, the movie Elvis on HBO Max? Great See, movie. I liked it, too. I liked Great it, too. Everybody movie. ridicules me for saying, I liked it. What's the? I thought it was really good. I thought, uh, you know, I thought um, if, when you really delved into that, what's the kid? Austin, what's his name? I can't think of his last. Oh, the name. actor. Yeah, the guy who played uh, Elvis. I'll tell you what an amazing performance because he didn't try. He did it his own way, especially the young Elvis. He didn't try to make you feel like you know. But then when they made him older and they got him fatter and older, man, he looked exactly like Elvis and you know by that time you were he was so believable throughout the movie when they put him in that fat Elvis version of his dying days man it was really impressive because he had he had he had sold it so well up until that point yeah I liked how, it too how, I thought it was a, how, I thought it was a great movie how old was his wife in the movie oh Browner's got a whole thing like that Elvis is like Jerry Lee Lewis or something exactly. and I have no idea what he's even talking about but Browner like just wants to beat up on Elvis because he's white. Yeah, well, he met Lisa Marie when she was young. There's no doubt they they show that in the movie. I mean, they show. I thought it was Priscilla. I'm sorry, Priscilla. They show that in the movie that how he was when he was like, you know, sent to the military to do like you know that that time of his life um, to clean up his act, and then he became kind of a movie star as a military guy meeting her um you know so they i don't think they they tried to hide the fact that she was young and she was a prep school girl um but they just tried to show you how their love blossomed mm. i mean uh you know she wasn't his first cousin she wasn't you know 14 or 13 you know mm. she was i think 16 16 and a half 17 mm, but no. he was a, a young 20s guy back in those days you know that she just was 14 wasn't uncommon. she was 14 I don't think she was forced to. Whatever. Browner just likes to be, listen. I'm what Browner does is he beats up on the guy simply because he's white, and then he puts us in a defensive position. That's not where true. We have to try and defend. I'm I don't care defensive. about defending I'm, Elvis Browner. I don't yeah, care. I'm, I'm I listen. I'm I don't care, man. Hey, brother. Listen, I saw the I'm freaking just, movie, bro. That's look, all. I'm just telling you. First of all, are you going to see 80 for Brady today? Let's get that out the way. Okay. I'm God, so no. glad you brought that up. Am I going to see 80 God. for Brady today? Answer no. negative. You know why? Don't oh. have the time, number one. 
and okay. it's not the kind of movie that I'm rushing out to go see. But I won't see it. You will not see that movie. Why? See, I told you. You're the only one. Why, why would you go You're see? The only why one. would you go see that movie? You're the only man I know. You're the only one. Here's man. why, Jay. Here's why. It's gonna be so corny. I mean, they can't even make the trailer interesting. Jay, it's so corny. I saw. Looking. I saw. Um, uh, I I went to two movies in the theater in the last like three four weeks. Of all the trailers of all the movies that are coming out, nothing looks good to me. Nothing looks interesting. Knock at the cabin don't look good to you. Is yeah. knock at the cabin the Long Tong Shamadan? What's his name? Yeah. Wow. What's his wow. name? M M Night Shyamalan. That's not, I'm not that far off. Come on, Browner. All right, man. Long Dong Shamadong. Yeah. I don't know what his was... name is. I don't know what the you, guy's name is. You that, missed that it. Would be, that would actually be a funny uh, adult film character. So, Long Dong Shyamalan. <laughs> and it was like all these eerie situations where it was like, you know, and then it just ends up he has sex with the person that was afraid of him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that, that movie doesn't look interesting to me. Um, the only one that even looks remotely cute is the Brady movie. And I, I'll say this, if I were going to the movies and I were with my girlfriend, I said, Hey, we're going to go to the movies tonight. What do you want to see? We'd look at the theater and we go, Hey, you know what? This 80 for Brady. Let's go see that. No, it'd be, it'd be you no. and her in there. Y'all no, had a whole theater no, to yourself. No, okay, good. No. Wow. No. I knew you were the only one. I knew it. Nah. I knew it. That movie's not gonna make no money. They're gonna owe money after that movie's done. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not going to see it tonight. I can tell you that right now. All right. Hey, um, give me one quick second. I just want to mention one of our great sponsors, and I want to mention Penske San Diego. PenskeSanDiego.com. I met with a buddy of mine yesterday. He's like, "Hey, man, my daughter's turning 16, and I need to get her a used car. I don't care what it is. She doesn't care what it is. What do you suggest I do?" And I said, because he knows that we have this deal with Penske. And I said, look, go to PenskeSanDiego.com. They've got over a thousand cars on their 12 lots representing their nine brands, but they've also got a lot of certified pre-owned vehicles and you can get some really great deals on them. So he said, well, you know, should I, do you suggest I go to this place or to that place? And you can find out all the different dealerships, where they are, et cetera, on their website. But he said, do you suggest I just go in and who do I see? And I said, no, no, tell it, go to PenskeSanDiego.com. Find the cars you're interested in, and then you'll be able to call ahead, and they'll have all the cars waiting for you, and you'll walk in, hey, I'm here, go test drive, figure out what you want. But they make it fast, they make it easy, and really, it's kind of a fun deal, a new way of buying a car, PenskeSanDiego.com. All right, so fellas, uh, we were talking about Derek Carr, and I want to get into LeBron, and I also want to get into the Padres Fan Fest, but just to finish up on a little bit of football here, you guys uh, seeing what's going on? with Tony Romo and oh, yeah. yeah. so there's this guy named Andrew Marchand and Andrew is like the New York post media critic. And um, I think the New York post is like the only publication left in America that still has a media critic. So Marchand was doing this podcast and he told this story that last year in the off season. So around this time, CBS executives met with, uh, with Romo to have a quote unquote intervention. Now, when you hear intervention, what do you, what do you normally think of? Uh, uh, drug addicts, drug alcohol. Yeah. Like, you like know, when you got it, like, or, you know, you yeah. got, Hey man, eating like, like, right. Somebody walks in the room. Everyone, everybody that, that loves them is there. They're, they come under attack. We love you. 
we're gonna try and get you fixed. You know, and- what channel did what channel was that show on? Intervention or was yeah, it A and E. A and E A and E. I always want to say that A&E. was a wild yeah, show. Man. Them people were ugly crying on that show every episode. Woo! Really? Ooh, you want you want to see some ugly cries? Oh. Well, watch Intervention. Man. It is <laughs> woo. <laughs> really? Yeah, man. Yeah, there were some heavy episodes. Bro, what, you know, meth heads. Why the hell do I want to watch that? Watch that. That's what I said. Why? I mean, do you Ugh. want? I'm gonna get done watching that and and want to like uh, you know go just curl up in a ball and cry myself to sleep. Uh, Ugh, I don't want to see that, that nonsense. Watching watching intervention will make you want to get high. Like, how did these people's lives get so bad? <laughs> like, what? Pass the pipe. I can't take this anymore. <laughs> uh, so uh, so according to this guy Andrew Marchand. He tells this story on this podcast that CBS executives had an intervention with Tony Romo to explain to him that, you know what, Um, we gave you like this 10 year, $180 million contract and um, you are getting worse rather than getting better. In other words, for every game broadcast that you do where we think, hey, couple years ago, he's playing ball. He walked right out of the locker room, walked right into the number one, uh, you know, NFL broadcast team on CBS. He's working with Jim Nance. And boy, for the first couple of years, everybody thought you were great. You're like, well, Jim, here's what they're about to do. You know, you see this guy right here. He's going to run a little route and they're going to quarterbacks and get there. And it happened like he was calling the plays before they happened. And now he's still doing it. He's like, well, they're going to run the ball right here. And then, and then Nance is like, he drops back to pass. <laughs> so so yeah. according to the story, CBS officials had an intervention with Tony Romo. And um, this is because they want to tell him, bro, you're kind of like becoming the Kyler Murray of broadcasters. Mm. You know, like you're, you're not in the game as well, much as you were. So it requires a lot of film study to really get to know what these two teams do. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you got to study the tape before you go see the game on Sunday. And essentially what the accusation was, Romo doesn't study. Romo just shows up and goes, hey, I'm a big star. They pay me $18 million a year. I got TV commercials. Everybody thinks I'm awesome. Nance is carrying me anyway. So so Mm -hmm. what do I have to do? All I have to do is show up and call the game. But CBS took great offense to the word intervention. Mm. They were like, intervention? Like, we meet with all of our talent in the offseason. We coach and and we we try and get them better every year. Intervention? Did CBS ever meet with you and go, hey, Kaplan, this is what you're doing wrong? Never. Stop picking on Aaron Andrews. Hey, Kaplan, use some just for men. You look <laughs> terrible out there now. <laughs> right. drop, a, drop a couple of tons of fat Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nice, uh, nice, nice reference. Um, But it's funny that you say that because, you know, about, I don't know if it was the playoff. I have a buddy back home. We text a lot. And then, like, if we're on, if we're both watching the same game on Sunday, we're just always like, oh, dude, you watching? And we we had a text. I don't know if it was, like, one of the last regular season games or it was one of the first playoff games. And we were texting. He's like, dude, it's funny because then this story eventually came out. I didn't know anything about this until I saw the the story recently. And, um we were texting and I hope I saved the text, but I, he was like, dude, what happened to Romo? I used to really like him when he first came out. Like he, he sounds, he sounds stupid. Like he sounds like 
you know, he's, he's saying things like he's defending, you know, terrible referee calls, or he's, he's trying to like, you know, take one side. He seems very da 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 da. And I was like, yeah, man, he, he I go, that's a great point. I kind of even said, you mentioned Kyler Brewer, but I kind of even said, I go, his broadcasting career is kind of emulating his football career. Like he started out, came out of the gate, like, oh, wow, Tony Romo, who is this guy? He's so great. And then he just kind of just trickled off quickly. And then it just kind of, you know, his career just kind of went down and his reputation as a quarterback was like, he can't win. He's not getting any better. And so it's interesting because we were having that dialogue during one of the games where we were like, dude, he sounds terrible. Yeah, right now. I know. And he, and he's, he's doing what he was, which is he's predicting what's coming. And when he was getting it all right, people were so impressed. Wow. Tony Romo, look how he does this. He calls these plays before they even happen. He knows the game so well. And now Either he's been out of it as a player for a few years, or he legit is the Kyler Murray of broadcasters. You know how Kyler Murray last year when he got his new contract, they're right. like, hey, mm -hmm. you're going to be required to study sure. a certain amount of time because we don't want you playing video games all day. I guess Romo's playing right. golf. He's doing commercials. He's living the life of, you know, former NFL rich quarterback who played for the Cowboys. Sure. I guess he's not doing the homework that it requires, you know? Yeah. And when he first started, there was probably a lot more guys in the league that he was in the league with, right? Now, five, six years later, some you know, some of those guys leave. There's still some of those guys, but there's a there's a whole new stable of fresh young stars that he doesn't know. He's never really seen on the field unless he might get them once or twice or three times a year. So you're right. If he's not studying the film, if he's not really getting involved the week of the game that they're going to be broadcasting and the new faces and the young guys and where they went to college and, and what they did, that that's going to expose you. And if we're, if we're really going to do this, we got to say the guy's just getting lazy. The guy's getting late. This is what happens when you pay an athlete. They get lazy. This is no different than you pay up. If he was still playing quarterback, you paid him this money. Now he takes a couple of days off extra that he wouldn't have taken before. He's not hungry no more. He's not hungry no more. So right. I'm not shocked that Tony Romo sucks now. But I think a lot of it is related. You know how like everything is it always comes back to money. You know, like we, we yeah. look at a, we look at a ball player and we'll be like, this guy makes forty seven million dollars a year, and that's the that's what you get for forty seven million. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with Romo. He gets paid eighteen million dollars a year, bro. You can't put in the time and the effort that it takes yeah. to go out there to be the number one guy. Hey, if we got you stuck on the number seven or eight team, you know, that's one thing. But you're right. on the number one team. You're on the game of the of the week. So I, I do find it interesting right. that Romo's getting grilled out there because he was too. America's darling. And the one and the one thing going back to that, um, Kaplan, about the 47 million, that's why you get that. The one thing you can knock the NFL about their non-guaranteed contracts and whatever. Mm -hmm. But because of that, by and large, because of that, guys really do play with that warrior, give it everything they got mentality, because guess what? They're trying to keep that roster spot they're trying to right. get that next extension they're trying to Wait. do everything they can to keep making that money that isn't guaranteed but in in basketball and in baseball you get a long-term contract that you don't have guess what uh my hamstring hurts tonight i I'm need load management hold I, that, hold that thought tonight. one second jay hold that yeah. thought we got to hit this break stick around everybody we're gonna keep pick it up from here this is kaplan and crew from the seven mile casino studios hey great friends what's happening it is friday it is February 3rd. This is Kaplan and Crew with Grande and the Brown Man from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. 
sevenmilecasino.com. Comedian Jason Lawhead is in for Grande, and Brown is in the house. And we got a bunch of stuff we still haven't gotten to yet today, including LeBron's pursuit of Kareem's all-time scoring record. I want to talk to you guys about that. And I also want to talk about Padres Fan Fest, which is coming up this weekend. But before we even get to LeBron, did you guys see the story earlier today that Kyrie Irving, who I'll tell you guys very briefly, two nights ago, three nights ago, uh, yeah, it was Wednesday night, Kyrie and the Nets were playing against the Celtics. And before the game, ESPN was showing Kyrie warming up in the arena. And he's wearing a T-shirt that says Panthers on it. And it had the logo of my alma mater, University of Pittsburgh, Pitt Panthers. And I'm like, why is Kyrie Irving wearing a Pitt Panthers t-shirt in the pregame warmups? Then I flipped over to the ACC network because Pitt was playing North Carolina. So in an effort to put two and two together, I was like, okay, Kyrie's a Duke guy. Pitt's playing North Carolina, their rival. He's probably rooting for Pitt tonight to knock off North Carolina, which they did. And that's why I thought Kyrie was wearing that. But I was like, get that off. I can't stand Kyrie Irving. You know, like I think he's the worst possible teammate you could ever have. I, I know he's a great talent, but I would never want that guy on my team. I can't stand that guy. I know I've told the story many times. My daughter came home from a footlocker. She's like, dad, how do you like these new sneakers I got? She's like, they're the Kyrie's. I'm like, Kyrie's? Why'd you buy the Kyrie's? She's like, because they're cool. I'm like, do you know anything about Kyrie? She's like, no. I'm like, terrible teammate. Take them back. Return the shoes. You're not wearing Kyrie's. I dislike Kyrie Irving so much. Today, earlier in the day, this was probably around like 11 a.m., breaking news. Kyrie Irving tells the Nets, I'm, I, you must trade me. And if you don't trade me, I'm leaving in the offseason via free agency. Tell me something I don't know. Like, right? Like, don't <laughs> we all assume Joseph Sy and every player on that team, Kevin Durant, doesn't everybody in Brooklyn assume you're leaving via free agency? This guy has been the biggest pain in the ass. So to threaten you either trade me now or I'm going to be leaving you, okay. Like, leave, but finish like a pro. And I think that's probably the biggest concern. What do you guys make of this story? I wouldn't go near Kyrie Irving, as they would say back in the day with a 10-foot pole. I'd make it 100 feet. If I'm, an, if I'm a general manager, somebody's going to sign him because stupidity is rampant in, in professional sports front offices. But signing this guy, you're going to sign someone who literally you don't know what he's going to do from day to day. The guy might not want to play because because th this kid got killed in Memphis. I'm surprised he didn't stop playing mm -hmm. after that. Like, did – I, Kevin Durant left the Golden State Warriors and probably the creation of one of the greatest teams in the history of the NBA for this guy, for this guy who doesn't even like it, doesn't like himself as a basketball player. He may love himself as a person, but if, as a basketball player, he may wake up and not want to do it no more. And this is the utter reason why the Nets didn't sign him in the offseason. And this is absolutely the reason why no one will give any type of trade value for him. The people are saying, oh, the Lakers, the Lakers. And I think he did this to get traded to the Lakers. But if I'm the Nets, oh, oh no, no, you don't. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We will trade you for a bag of peanuts to Siberia if they got the contract lined up properly with the NBA. We not I, I wouldn't trade this guy nowhere he wanted to go. Where who who in last place? I'm gonna trade him to them one minute before the deadline so they can't trade him to somewhere else.
you're saying don't give him what he wants. Absolutely not. Yeah, I to agree. the hell with this guy. I agree. And and listen, I know that the Laker fans have all been saying all season long, got to make a move, got to make a trade. Not the West one. stinks, so you know we gotta gotta do something. And I'm thinking to myself, you put Kyrie Irving on the Lakers, <laughs> on paper, yeah, they're better. But yes. you put him in that locker room, and you don't know what the hell's going to happen. Kaboom. First off, even if the Lakers could make that trade, for, they can't because Durant, the, the only viable piece to move is Westbrook, and that's never going to happen. Westbrook and Durant, again, is never going to happen. And so the Nets know that, even if they could make that trade. But what he's doing right now, first off, we were just getting ready to talk about LeBron's record. He's doing this on the heels of one of the biggest news stories in NBA history in a long time. LeBron James, for what he has been for the NBA and as a product and as a global entity, is about to break a record as old as him from perhaps arguably the greatest career in the history of sports yeah i mean you can argue who's the best jordan whatever that argument eras different positions are different positions but lebron james is you know is stacking up you know you've got tom brady henry aaron kareem abdul jabbar and now lebron james coming into the greatest careers wayne gretzky in the history of of sports you can argue that but jabbar when you look at three national titles at ucla never losing a game in high school becoming you know winning a, a, a title with the milwaukee bucks who have barely you know sniffed one since like all of that to this point and kyrie irving's gonna do this days before like days before you think the laker you think lebron james is sitting there going yeah yeah i want this guy this is the guy i want wait, in the year i'm gonna wait, wait, you know surpass Kareem. are you saying wait are you saying that number one with lebron on the verge of breaking this all-time great record and now everybody's in countdown mode you know uh the lakers last night had a come from behind win where they were down double digits in the fourth quarter at indiana and they made this this great run they, they won the game um are you saying that Kyrie is trying to a steal the headlines and B I mean may, whether he's trying to or not it's, it's is. irrelevant now because he just did yeah but I mean he, what I'm saying is are like, you think this is conscious week, the Thursday is the deadline the, these next few days are going to be the record literally he's demanding all of this news leading up so all the days until the deadline are all the days we expect LeBron to break the record and this is where, I mean, you're talking about a Nets team that's playing really good basketball, even at times without Durant. Now they're getting Durant back. You know, an East that's kind of very competitive, but wide open and on paper, if everybody's healthy, the Nets should win that, they should win that conference. I mean, when you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving playing at the top level, being healthy, they, they, I mean, they are right there as the best team in the East with the Milwaukee's and the Boston's and, you know, if, if Philly can maintain. I mean, come on. Like, but he's going to do this. I mean, it'd be one thing if the Nets were in total disarray and this was going totally sideways and he demanded a trade three weeks ago to be like, look, man, I mean, as the trade deadline comes up, I mean, we'd all still be like, oh, Kyrie's a knucklehead. But this makes him look like the scumbag of all scumbags. 
Wow. Good rant right there by Jay Law. Yeah, the guy is so annoying to me. He is so annoying. He's so selfish. And I'll tell you right now. I would tell the Detroit Pistons, I'll pay you. I'll pay his contract. You don't even have to give me anything. We're, we're sending him to Detroit in the, in a cold, crummy weather on a crummy team. And you know what? You guys, what are you guys? You guys are losing anyway. Who cares? We'll pay his contract. We just want this guy in the worst situation possible. All I know is this. Because we tried. We've done everything we could do to cater to this right. guy. And I'll tell you, if, if he thinks that by putting that out there, that now all of a sudden the Lakers go, okay, well, and, and listen, just play with me here because I'm not even talking about knowing all the rules of the trades and whose Correct. contract right. matches sure. up with what. Sure. But could you imagine, like, he's trying to force his way into the Lakers now? The, the Lakers play on Saturday against New Orleans. Let's say LeBron scores 30 points. He'll be like, I don't know, uh, 30-ish, 35 points from the record. Then they play the Lakers do at home against Oklahoma City. And then they play against Milwaukee Thursday of next week, this upcoming week. So that's Kareem's former team. Uh, you're playing against Giannis, who's been on fire lately at three games of 50-plus points. Game, right? That's the one. Right. That's and so and what, what does Kyrie think he's going to be able to do? Get the Lakers to all of a sudden go, you know what? Let's take Russ, send him to Brooklyn. We'll take Kyrie. Kyrie will be in a Laker uniform for Tuesday and Thursday here's of next the, week when, when, when LeBron possibly breaks the record. Here's the problem with that. Here's the Dur problem with that. You Durant's going to gonna say, if you give me Russ, I'm going to. You have to assume I, you know. that the Nets are going to go along with this. And if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, no thanks, man. I'm not doing you no favors. Yeah. You know what? Just to spite mm -hmm. you after the what you've done, hey, man, just go home. Just go home. And if that means Kevin Durant, yeah. If, if that just if that means Kevin Durant doesn't want to play here anymore, then you know what, Kevin, we love you, we get it. You are a volatile guy. You need to go. We can get way more for you. So just keep it quiet. We'll get you out of here by Thursday. But him? Yep. Oh no, he gonna stay here. Exactly. He gonna be here until the end of the year, and he ain't gonna never play for us again. Period. And then if you're the, as a Nets organization, you just call this experiment. It didn't work. It blew up, and you go back to square one with picks you get for Kevin Durant. You know what the Nets should do? Here's what the Nets should do. You're right, Browner. It's over. For this whole experiment's over. And Kevin, you know, we we want we really wanted this to work for you. We allowed you to bring this guy in who now is blowing this whole thing up. Here's what you do. You say exactly what Browner said. We're not even gonna play you. We're not gonna trade you. We're not gonna play you. Go home like you did during COVID. Go home like you did during the anti-Semitic rants or whatever it is. Go home. We'll trade Durant. For Westbrook, we'll let Durant go to L.A. and we'll let them pick up the pieces and be the best second-half team and roll into the playoffs and, and, and have a chance to win it all. And we'll take on Russ's contract and then we'll just let that go away as well and we'll dissolve and have to start over while you sit at home and try to find a team in the offseason that'll give you what you think you're worth because you have just now blown up. Your reputation was already on thin ice. You know what? Yeah, there'll be somebody that will give you something, yeah. but it'll probably be another. It's just another cycle of this guy going, and, and then he's gonna go there, and then he's gonna not like that. And I, that's what I would do. I, I, I would, I would go so far as to go. We'll give hey, L.A. We'll, we'll, we'll swap contract. We'll give you Durant right now at the trade deadline, and trade Durant at the deadline, mm -hmm. and make Kyrie go home and suck his thumb and say, "Don't even come into our building. You'll get your money because it's guaranteed." Go away 
and good luck in free agency. And we hope Kevin Durant wins an NBA title with LeBron because LeBron's going to break that record against Oklahoma City. I, I, is he? And the, the Milwaukee game. The yeah, Milwaukee well, game is better. The Milwaukee game is going to be the game after which, you know, they're going to stop the game in OKC. But Milwaukee's going to be the game that the celebration but, but is. The game, but the game against Oklahoma City is in L.A., so I'm trying to. Yeah. I was trying to do the math last. Night. I don't remember exactly what it was. I think he was 87 points away. He's or 89 points away. He scored 27 points. So now he needs whatever it is, 62 ish kind of points. And and yeah. if he plays against New Orleans on Saturday, which now they've moved to a national TV kind of game, um, and he's only let's say he has a big night. Let's say he scores 40 points and he's only 20 points away. He comes and plays against Oklahoma he City. He won't play. He won't he, play against Oklahoma. 100. He will not play LeBron. He. He is looking to break that record against Milwaukee yeah. <laughs> at home. LeBron James knows the significance of Kareem playing for Milwaukee. Yep. Everybody thinks that he's going to break the record with a sky hook. He'll do it against the team that you know has Giannis, who won a championship just a couple of years ago. I am of the opinion that LeBron will, will choose and do it at home, but which team he does it against. So if he has a monster game no. against New Orleans, and we'll continue this because Dr. Max is about to come in. If he has a monster game against New Orleans, he ain't playing against Oklahoma City, in my opinion. Or maybe he decides to not play against New Orleans, which I don't think he's going to do because the game's on national TV. Right. But if that were the case, well, he wouldn't play. He wouldn't play against Oklahoma City. Okay. I think he's going to play both games, and maybe, maybe, perhaps you're right. Maybe if he's if he's close in Oklahoma City, he says, "Take me out six five six right, hold points on one away." Second. And Hold on I one can, second. Dr. Max Say is coming in, and then we'll get right back to this. Hold on. Let me let me let Dr. Max Say in. Hey guys, let me call a timeout for a second and jump into Dr. Thomas Max Say from iThrive, who is here. Uh, Dr. Max Say, very glad to see you here today on a Friday. How are you today, Doc? I'm doing great, man. It's been a long, busy week, uh, recovering a little bit, but I'm happy that it's Friday. I'm feeling good about the weekend and February too, man. Well, Alex told us that last time he went in to get his iThrive Lean injections, mm -hmm. he wanted to chat with you like, hey, Doc, how are you? How was your tra trip to Mammoth, et cetera? And he said, you were so busy and the clinic was so packed with people. Mm -hmm. he, he said there was no time for any kind of small talk. So it sounds like, which I'm not surprised in the slightest bit, we are just, we're bringing people in because they hear about this weight loss product, FDA approved and so on. And how much weight people are losing sounds like everybody wants to try this especially the early part of the year yeah yeah i mean it's definitely the time to get into these programs you know and it's everywhere it's all over youtube all over the news and everything and it's because it's really working too so we're seeing that word of mouth you know is one of the things that's driving so much of this traffic you know people are feeling good they're getting results and all of their friends are coming in you know so um it's been really fun to see just everything expand and grow and people getting better and losing weight and feeling really good about themselves. Yeah. But doc, can I talk to you about something else here for a quick second? Yes, you can. So you'll notice there's no Alex today. Yep. I feel bad for him. <laughs> you know, the story. He told me the story. He got real sick, huh? Yeah. So, so earlier in the week and I've been on like this really crazy work grind for the last couple of weeks and I know I'm burning the candle at both ends of the stick and I'm driving all over the place and I'm flying places. I mean, I'm just working. It's just too much. But when I came to see you before I flew out to go to that Giants Vikings game, you hit me with that IV and it really did the job, you know, all those extra vitamins and nutrients and hydration and so on. But by the, 
by Monday of this week, man, I was coughing, I was sniffling and I'm like, oh no, oh no. So I wind up taking a couple of tests, COVID tests and yeah. negative, negative. Nice. Alex though, his wife was exposed to a couple of different people. He had a lot of family in town, et cetera. And by Wednesday of this week, he wasn't feeling well. Um, he did have a positive test on Wednesday, but he was able to do the show mm -hmm. yesterday, knocked on his ass today, Friday, still down and out. So I don't know if you're finding that a lot of people are getting it right now or stuff's going around. Cause I guess the one thing I'm trying to take away as good news is I definitely have the sniffles. I have a little bit of a cough. Mm -hmm. Don't tell anybody. This is just between you and me. I'm hacking up some stuff, you know, <laughs> but I don't want to gross people out. But I don't have an I don't have a positive test. So yay, I have a cold. It's we can still get colds, can't we? Yep. Yeah, I know. And it's kind of funny, you know, we we've gone to the point where it feels weird when you get sick, but I used to get sick once a year for a couple of days or a week at a time, and then you recover and you feel fine. But even like even now it's like you feel weird when you get sick because you wonder if it's COVID still. And it's pretty funny because a lot of the flus and the viruses are typically coronaviruses, like the seasonal flu. Uh type A or type B is a coronavirus itself. So sometimes we don't really know which one it is, but it can affect us just as bad. And we've definitely seen a ton of people getting sick lately. Everyone's trying to save off the illness and coming in and getting ozone IVs and big IV bags to help boost the immune system. So I was doing the same. I started getting the sniffles. What was it last week after Mammoth? I think I got way too dried out, you know, and I just did a bunch of IVs for myself, injected some peptides and you know, I had to work through it every single day, but I'm feeling much better now and definitely never got bad for me. Just sniffles and a loose cough, you know? Oh dude, I'm, I'm going to come see you next week. I wish I had time to come see you today because I got, yeah. I got to schlep across the country tonight and uh, I wish I was coming to see you to get an IV before I do. Um, so, all right. So anyway, in the meantime, you guys are busy as can be down there at iThrive with people who want to lose weight. We're saving people $200 a month for the first three months. FDA approved, which I always mention because people are like, well, what is this stuff? Mm -hmm. uh, and we're seeing the results. I mean, Alex is down like 35 pounds. Yeah, he might even lose some more with his illness too. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's right. Uh, yeah, I just want to let you guys know too, I'm pretty excited. We're going to be doing more of like a telemedicine brand too. So if people are further out, they can meet with a doctor over the like a video conference call. We'll fully screen them, set them up for a blood draw. And once they're approved, they can come in and get started. We'll show them how to do the injections, go over any questions. But we really want to streamline the process for a lot of people just so we can take care of more people. Since we're so busy in here, we want to be able to make sure that everyone who needs to get taken care of can get taken care of. Beautiful. Love it. Uh, Dr. Max Say, I Thrive MD. 858-240-1497. I'm giving you that number for those of you that are driving around right now. I'll slow it down. 858-240-1497. I always give the phone number. It's very easy to give the website, iThriveMD.com. It's even easier to go to KaplanandCrew.com and click on iThrive. But Dr. Samir Damani, who is really you know the guy behind all of this, he loves to hear the phone number on the radio. Oh, yeah. 858-240-1497. You're going to save money. You're going to lose weight. And if it's not about losing weight, it's just about getting an IV to, you know, extra hydration, all those vitamins and minerals. Frankly, I'd also like to come see, I think I could, I think I'm ready for another testosterone shot. Yeah, I think you're about due, man. We got to get you all balanced out and optimized. So after your trip, you should come in, get an IV, recover, and we'll get you going on some injections again. I look forward to it. Hey, Doc, great to visit with you for just a couple of minutes today. We appreciate you. Have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. And we'll talk to you next week.
Yeah, always a pleasure. Same to you guys as well, and I'll see you soon, all right? All right, Dr. Thomas Maxey from iThrive. Stick around, everybody. Coming up, Dodgers first baseman Freddie Freeman. Man, keep this thing rolling. Dodgers, Dodgers first baseman Freddie Freeman had some very interesting things to say. I think Padre fans need to hear this. By the way, I didn't read it. It was Louis Escobedo, who's one of our all-time great friends, who sent me this message and said, yo, you think that Padre fans would be interested in hearing about this from Freddie Freeman? I'm like, yeah, but send me the whole article. So then he sent me the link, and I read it, and I was like, oh, I'm I'm sure Padre fans would like to hear this. Dodger fans would like to hear it too. We're going to get to Padres Fan Fest and what Freddie Freeman had to say about the Padres Coming right back. This is Kaplan and Crew from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. All right, great friends. Hey, it's Friday afternoon. It's Kaplan and Crew, along with Grande and the Brown Man. No Grande today. Knocked down by the Rona. Comedian Jason Lawhead is in. And um, guys, we went from talking about Kyrie Irving demanding a trade into LeBron James and when he's going to break Kareem's record into Dr. Maxey from iThrive talking weight loss and staying healthy during this time of the year. And I said I want to talk about Freddie Freeman and the Padres Fan Fest. I'll get to both of those stories in a second. But just, fellas, final thoughts on Kyrie Irving. Here's, here's mine. If I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I am not giving Kyrie Irving what he wants. You want to be traded? Great. I'm willing to trade you, but nowhere good. I'm willing to trade you to any team that is behind 10th place right now. You're going to garbage spots. You're not going to the Lakers. You're not going to the Warriors. You're not going to the Nuggets. Or you're not going anywhere good. You can go to Orlando, Charlotte, Detroit. I'm willing to send you to Houston, San Antonio. I'm not doing anything to help Kyrie Irving get himself positioned to win a championship. And Jay, what you said before Dr. Max A came on is, is what I like even better. Now you're threatening us again after all we've done for you, after all the BS that we've had to put up with for years from you. Now you're threatening us yet again. Tell you what, go home. Don't come back. Yeah. Leave us alone. We'll pay you, but you're not playing basketball in the NBA anymore this year because we own your ass and you're not getting what you want. Mm -hmm. I'd rather him go home and not play than even have him go to a bad team. This guy is the worst. And I'll tell you right now, there'll be a team that'll pay him. There'll be a team that'll want him. Maybe a really bad team who's got plenty of cap space would be like, hey, we could build our team around him. But be careful because you're not just getting the basketball player. You're getting the prima donna too. And I'd say he's 70% prima donna and 30% great basketball player. Screw this guy. Yeah. And I would say we will work diligently. I would I would call a meeting with Kevin Durant tomorrow and say, Kev, we will work diligently at putting you in the best situation to go forward, whether it's Golden State or or the Lakers or or the Suns or somewhere where you can make an immediate impact and turn a team that's kind of teetering with a lot of talent and turn them into an ultimate contender from this point forward, going forward. And we are not going to let Kyrie play basketball. So work with us, 
because we're not gonna we're not gonna satisfy Kyrie. I mean, think about all the games he's already missed for this franchise while we massaged him with kid gloves for that. And then he's gonna come and do that when we're finally at, at an ultimate spot where we're a we're a top competitive team winning basketball games, you know, starting to get everyone healthy and 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 see what we imagined when we put this together. This is the first time this franchise can literally in the last month or so go, hey, this is what this, we're finally getting what we imagined we were gonna get when we put this thing together. And he does this. Sayonara, buddy. I think you just gotta you, everybody in the Nets organization has to look around and go, all right, listen, this didn't work. And sometimes in professional sports, this happens in football a lot more than we realize. You just got to look around and go, it didn't work. We got to move on. Regardless of whatever the, whatever the cap hit is, whatever financial situation we're going to be in, we look around the league, we do a three-team trade, we get as many picks and young players as we can, we bottom out, and we send, we send Kevin Durant to a place he wants to go, and we tell Kyrie to go pound sand and let Ben Simmons take as many threes as we want so we can lose. That's it, man. That's it, because <laughs> this is utterly this is this is bad for the NBA. This is yep. bad for professional athletes in general. The idea that this guy can literally just be like, well, I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, yeah. And I'm not going to give you a heads up. I'm not going to give the league a heads up. I'm just going to come out. I'm going to tell a reporter this. So you guys now will have zero trade value for me other than where I want to go, because I've already worked this out with, quote unquote, you know who. So therefore, the deal's already done. You just got to sign the papers. Dude. No, man. No. Dude, the, the, the Nets are 31 and 20. You mentioned that Durant will come back from his injury. Mm -hmm. They're positioned really, really well to make a run. This guy intentionally sabotages everybody around him. Because he doesn't care about the team. No, he like, doesn't care at, about look at anybody. Their right. Look at their record. Who in the hell is pulling a ripcord on a team with a chance to win the finals when Kevin Durant comes back healthy? So he's whatever his friendship people think it is with Kevin Durant, clearly it's not. Because look at their – it's not about the team. It's simply about him, period, end of story. He will always play the victim. He will always try to say people did him wrong. And you don't – you just don't want this on your team. It doesn't matter – how good a guy is. Yes, he's not getting in trouble with the law. He's getting in trouble in his locker room. And that's way worse because the law out, the guys in the locker room can block out the law. You can't block out the inside, man. You just can't. Right. Yeah. These are all on court situations that you're right. They, these guys are pros. They can, they can deal with whatever a, a teammate is doing off the court and those like, kind of distractions the and just get into the, the this season, not last season. This season, right. look at that. Right, and they and and they and they stay focused on basketball. They put their heads down and they kept moving forward while he was playing the victim. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you something. Just just last thought on this because I really want to get into this Freddie Freeman story and I want to talk about Padres Fan Fest. Last thing on this though, um, when the whole anti-Semitic thing was going down earlier this year, um, LeBron didn't really say very much, as I recall. It didn't at all, by the way. But, didn't at all. But then LeBron went after the media, told him how disappointed he was. I am very disappointed in you guys. Why, LeBron? What did we not do for you? You know? And LeBron's like, well, this whole Jerry Jones thing. You know? Boy, you guys really want to talk to us about Kyrie and anti-Semitism, but nobody wants to bring up an old white guy at some racist event back in the 50s or whatever. And so I'm really disappointed in you guys. To me... That was LeBron setting everybody up for the possibility of Kyrie eventually coming to the Lakers. And I would just say this. Uh, you have a very large 
Jewish population in LA. You got a lot of people that are in business with the Lakers who are my Hebrew brothers. And I'll listen, these folks want the Lakers to win, but do they want the Lakers to win bad enough to take on this guy? God, I hope not. Well, you're not going to win. Look at it. Look, look. At the end of the day, he he went to Boston. That team was on the brink of you know they were they were knock they were about to knock the the, the Kyrie and and LeBron Cavaliers out. They were on the brink of greatness. He went there, ruined it. They got rid of him immediately, and they temporarily and they and they came back to the brinkness of greatness without him. Look where the Nets have gone with this guy. I mean, what do you what else do you have to see? Yeah, I know. I just hope no team gives him what he wants because nobody can count on this guy. All right, listen, let me keep going here today because it is a shortened show. It's a football Friday here on 1090. And so uh, for those of you that are listening to the radio part of this, um, coming up, Ryan Dyrud, our man, and the LA Football Network. going to talk a lot of stuff related Head out to, to getting... Ryan, man. Great dude, right? Had a good time. Yeah, I met him the other night at, uh, at our awesome night and uh, really cool dude. Yeah, he's a great guy. So Ryan's coming up at the top of the hour. But um, before we get there, I want to tell you guys that um, Padre Fan Fest is happening this weekend. Honestly, it's like one of these things that's kind of barely on my radar. And and listen, it's it's only because I don't like when we worked at the old 1090 and we were in business with the Padres. It was very much like a part of of something that we were involved in. Now, um, you know, kind of at an arm's distance. And for me, like I'm I'm not going down. I mean, I know listen, fans are gonna go. Guys, go have a great time, take pictures, get autographs, tour the park, uh, you know, whatever. I'm not downing on it. I'm just saying, like, I'm gonna be out of town this weekend. So I'm not making it. a lot of people have asked me, hey, will you be down there? Can we hook up? I'm not. But I did read a story um from Freddie Freeman. This was on a website called dodgersway.com. It's a uh it's one of these, you know, fan blog websites. And here's um, here's Freddie Freeman, who um, last year, before the Padres beat the Dodgers in the postseason, we all know that the Dodgers owned the Padres during the regular season, which is why many of us were doubtful that the Padres could ever really get over on the Dodgers, right? But Freddie Freeman has been saying out loud, this is not, he ain't hiding from this. Hey, look, um, yeah, you know, kind of sucked that the Padres beat us. But they didn't go on and win the World Series. So what did they really do? They beat us in a series after we owned them all season long. The Dodgers were an 111-win team last year. And so the Dodgers have owned the division and the Dodgers have owned the Padres. And while we all celebrated like, that's it, that's the end of the Dodgers, this is when the Padres take over, what Freddie Freeman is saying, somewhat interestingly, is, no, the Dodgers still own the division. And until the Padres come and knock us off from there, all they did was beat us in one series, and what did it really matter? Because they didn't go on to win the World Series or even make it to the World Series. So... I love that Freddie Freeman is talking, and the reason I love it is because Dodger fans don't look at the Padres as a rival. They'll always tell you it's not a rivalry. Well, it's becoming a rivalry because the Padres have become relevant and because the Padres knocked the Dodgers out in the playoffs. But Freeman is right. And they did own the Padres last year, and they have owned the division. And until the Padres win the division and take it from the Dodgers, Dodgers are still False. kings of the West. False. No, not the case, huh? False. I mean, Go ahead. 
Go ahead. Explain oh, it to on. me. Why Why you make the screen all black? Because I got a little too jumpy. It's black history. Oh, that's mark. right. That's right. <laughs> Day three. Day three. Day three. Freddie Freeman. I'm so happy he said this. Let the curse of Freddie Freeman begin. Okay. Let the curse of Freddie Freeman begin with the Dodgers. My boy. My boy. You think that because y'all won a bunch of regular season games that you wouldn't have traded all those for that playoff win? Because you would have. You definitely would have. So the fact that you out running off at the mouth, you big crybaby, I'm so glad it's you because Mookie Betts clearly got better things to do. I'm so glad it's you because a champion like Clayton Kershaw got better things to do. Somehow, some way, you clown, you opened your mouth about something you don't even know a lot about. Yeah, y'all won a bunch of no-nothing games that they just got to fill the regular season because contracts and, you know, television. But when it came down to the come down, boy, y'all lost. And y'all lost hardy. Healthy and hardy. So for you to think that now y'all still better when you made no moves this offseason, you had a woman beater who y'all had to kick off the team, you got old man Clayton Kershaw <laughs> who probably can't play half the year because, you know, he old. You're going to cry half the season once you go back and visit Atlanta. So what are the Padres doing? They got other owners complaining that they putting in work. And now here you come. Here you come talking about the regular season. Oh, Freddie. Oh, Freddie, Freddie, Freddie. The curse of Freddie Freeman has begun. Let the tears <laughs> flow, L.A. Let the tears flow all the way down to the I-5 and to Petco. Because we got them, y'all. We got them. Whenever they start talking, uh, a uh, storied organization like the Los Angeles Dodgers start talking about the regular season, you got them, baby. You got them. Wow. Emotional. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's what it's, he's supposed a, to say, though. That's what he's supposed Freddie to Freeman. say. Boy, you know, man, you just got here because you didn't even want to be here. Go sit down somewhere. Oh, the division is still on. Okay, we'll see. Where do we, we got Steroid Boy coming back? Man, y'all crazy. It's a wrap for y'all. It's Who's a steroid boy coming back? You know who he is. No, I actually don't. He is. My dog with shortstop, Tatis, my all-star shortstop, oh. a.k.a. Oh. steroid boy. He coming back. Dreads flying and all. Boy, I had hey. no. I had to put that together. I thought when you said we got steroid boy coming back, I thought you were talking about the Dodgers. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. We are here, okay? When you love somebody, you make the most fun of them. So we love you, Tatis. You come back, baby. We're going we gonna to rib you, though. We're going to rib you because that's how we do. But the Dodgers, y'all, listen, man. Freddie Freeman, of all people, boy, shut up. Please shut <laughs> up. Shut the hell up because you ain't the one. Mookie Betts, you can talk. Clayton Kershaw, you can talk. Trey Turner on another team, he can talk. You, you even the manager who everybody want to get rid of, he could talk. You, you shut the hell up. All right, Browner, coming in strong. Freddie Freeman. <laughs> I wish I would have never left Atlanta. <laughs> Get out of here. Go crown some money. What do you think about all this, J Law? We've got Padres Fan Fest coming up this weekend. Well, I think, you know, I mean, you know, that's, that's, well, yeah, I won't be able to do that. No, it it sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> um, but, you know, the Freeman Let stuff. Let me address this the too. Freeman Let stuff. me address this too. Fan Fest. Listen, y'all. Wait for the games to spend y'all money. Okay, these these tickets going up, baby. Uh-huh. Ain't nothing going down. No, but Browner, you can't rain on the Padre fans parade because the Padre fans this year are more excited than, than ever, ever before. And, and rightfully and, so. And and every Padre fan fest prior to this one 
and even going back, let's just go back two or three years ago, every Padre Fan Fest up until a couple years ago when they started spending money, yeah, I mean, you had to be hard, hardcore to want to go to something like this. Now they've expanded the fan base so much by winning and that win over the Dodgers mm-hmm. that now people are like, they're desperate. And if you're a San sure. Diego sports fan and the only thing you have right now is the Padre spring training, because you know you don't have an NFL team, and even if you did, they wouldn't. Their season would be over. And I don't find that San Diego is San Diego State basketball crazy right now. Hardly. So the only thing you have as a sports fan locally to grasp onto is the Padres spring training, and they're putting on this fan fest. I say go have a great time, take your kids, enjoy, get the mm-hmm. pictures and the autographs, and do the tours and everything else. Go have fun. It's not for me but you go enjoy it. And by San Diego standards, it's been a cold, dreary winter, right? I mean, we're still spoiled when you look at the rest of the country, but by San Diego standards, it's kind of been a long, dreary winter. This kind of gives that like spring feel. We look forward to the, the, the upcoming, you know, warm weather and being at the ballpark. I agree uh, with uh, Scott, you know, it is a one sports town now with the chargers leaving. So with everything they've done, they fell a little short. They got outlasted by a team uh, like Philadelphia after beating the Dodgers, but they went and they made themselves better. They, they dedicated to say, look, we're going to go get Bogarts. We're going to make sure that we, you know, have the, the arsenal to go. If we were in that situation again next year to be the team that comes out ahead and, and, you know, put a world series contender out on the field. So a lot of, a lot of reasons to be excited. And Freddie Freeman, he's saying what he's supposed to say in a sense as a Dodger. Yeah. And, and, you know, he has the luxury this year. They won't play each other as much now with the new reschedule, right? The Dodgers and Padres won't have that many regular season games as they used to. So if they don't own them again this year, they won't. It, it won't be as as glaring of, of maybe, you know, the, the Padres closing the gap because there isn't going to be as many games to make up, you know, in the regular season head to head. So, you know, good for the Padres. I'm excited for Padres baseball this year. It's, uh, you know, if I had a kid and I had a family and I had the means to go down there in the time, I, I, I'd, I'd jump into the fan fest. You should I'd... do you should do rent a family and take somebody. They got an app for that, Browner. There's like, yeah. is there like an Uber app for for? Hey, I need a family for an afternoon so I can go enjoy fan fest. <laughs> rent a family, a little rom com going. Uh, I'll tell you this: if my funny. if my son, actually, if if my son and my daughter, my my two older ones who are both like hard hardcore Padre fans, if those guys were still in high school or if they were home, they'd want to go this weekend. I just man, listen, I love it. I love it. I think fan fest is is great. But what I will tell y'all, it's going to be a long season. We're going to be good, and it's going to be expensive. So unless, <laughs> they, unless they're going to tell y'all they're going to have the entire squad there signing pictures, or taking autographs and, and, and pictures and all this other stuff, you know, yeah. Put it, well, they do put have it, a, they have most – I mean, everybody that you'd want to see from what I've read is going to be there. I mean, Manny will be there. Soto will be there. I'm almost sure I've seen that Tatis is going to be there. Uh, Bogarts will be there. Can you shake air? Can each individual fan shake their hand? Probably not. Don't know. I don't know. I'm not here to rep them. I don't know. Everybody except Clevenger. They're worried he might. Well, he's on another team now. Thank goodness they got him to Chicago. He's on a White Sox. Yeah, he's gone. Thank goodness they got him to the White Sox. That's right. That organization. Hey, let me ask you guys a quick question before we get out of here. Do you guys get, like I know I get, when – you know the football season FOMO? is over. What kind of FOMO? 
do you, do you get oh. like this at the end of the football season? Like we know football's over. I mean, they're giving us this crappy Pro Bowl nonsense this weekend, and then it's the Super Bowl, and then football's completely over. So I go into like a post-football season sports depression kind of. Do you guys find yourself in that or not? Hey, man, listen, it's the it's the offseason. The Bears season just started. What you mean? Right. Yeah, Bears and, Bra- this, Bears and this, Browns. This, this is when we start root to is can, can yeah, we improve right. The only reason I ask is because yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen this, um, but there's a lot of commercials, um, and I only see them when I'm watching ESPN, but there's a lot of commercials for the XFL. And the XFL kicks off the week after the Super Bowl. Pretty darn smart, by the way. Um, and they're going to be all over TV. And every year, every time they start a new alternative football league, I promise myself, XFL, USFL, AFL, you name it, I promise myself I'm going to be ah. into it because I'm a football junkie, and I never get into any of them. No. I don't know how you can. I mean, unless you're totally addicted to football and gambling. The second one more than the first one. Well, I try. I want to be into the XFL because a couple of friends, you know, my buddy Doug Whaley runs their pro personnel. Uh, Our friend Bob Wick uh, runs, you know, kind of the the shout out to Bobby Wick. He kind of runs the equipment for, and I think it's for the whole league and not, not just the one team, but regardless, I mean, I got friends in, in the league and I want to support and I want, and I, Dwayne Johnson, he put his money into it. He put his fame behind it. So I, I'm a football junkie. I want to, I want to see it and I want to support it, but I don't, I don't know if I really, really will. Anyway. All right, listen, we got to go. Um, anybody who's listening on radio, you can come to the podcast on YouTube, or you can come to any of the audio podcast platforms. We'll have a separate finish over here. Hey, 1090 listeners in particular want to say thank you, everybody. Because I know that yesterday in the middle of the week, we had to shut down for a day because Alex having the Rona. Thanks for being with us today. We're back on Monday from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. Peace out, 1090 listeners. All right, guys, we got to wrap things up here on a Friday. Um, I hope our man Grande feels better. I'm sure he does. He's probably laughing right now. You think so? Got him. Got him. Four-day weekend. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm actually going to test him. Yeah. I'm going to text Four him Four-day right weekend. <laughs> I'm going to ask him how he's doing. Um, you got us. I Tell him to kinda, come on. Tell him to come on right now. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to see use what his, he, Use his phone. Well, only because I, I, I kind of wonder what, what he looks like when he's all taken down by, by Corona, by the vid, like a, by the like Rona. A, like a, what are you going to pick, pick something to call it? What well, I know. Doing? I'm having a hard time. Like I would, I would call it COVID, but he calls it the Rona. You call it what you want to call it. I just sent him a text. Hey, you okay? Like I'm acting like I care. Like I do, hey, but I mean, hey, I just, I'm you kinda... up. Hey, you up? You want some end of the week content? Yeah. Hey, man, you yeah. got a you got a minute for us here? We just want to check it's you out. Want to see what uns- you look like? It's uncensored. Come on. Come on, Come man. Come on the show with no makeup on. <laughs> no lighting to make you no look nothing. sweet. No yeah. Nothing. Just just angle it while you're in bed. <laughs> A buddy of mine who's like a, a doctor uh, said bone broth, man. That's the key. Are you feeling sick about anything? Who's bone, bone broth? But but just there's bone. You can buy bone broth. I, in the store. Like I want to drink. And, sounds like something that the liver you know, king like, is going to try and push that on. Sounds them. like something they sell in Hillcrest. Bone broth. What? But bone oh, broth. What are you yeah. like Joey Bosa now? Oh, come on. What are you doing? What are you doing? to your butt buddies? I mean, what are you like? What are we doing? Now you're Joey Bosa? The show's going too long. Everybody's I mean, talking homophobic, make- we know, but good God, man. Hey, man, listen, leave the bone broth out of it, okay? All right. Hey, Jay Law, thanks a lot, man. Good luck tomorrow night. Yeah, at that, uh, Own your own broth. Appreciate at that LaFleur Winery. Yeah. And, and I'm going to be in for you on Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, so, so um, 
I'm going to New York tonight and I got a couple of big business meetings that I, I just couldn't, I had to go, I had to take them. Cool. So law's in. Hey, I'm here. Law's man. in. Uh, hopefully Grande's feeling better and he's back and uh, you guys can hold it down until I get back on Wednesday. Until then, have a great weekend. Be safe. Enjoy FanFest if you're going. Peace out, everybody. Bye.